Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Keeping It Sporty podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or by visiting our website at keepingitsporty.com. On today's episode, I am joined by a yoga instructor, and I welcome to the show Olga Tsomis. Olga, how's it going? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. It's it's my pleasure. Okay, so my first question to you, pretty simple. How did you get into instructing yoga? So I'm a full-time school teacher, and I had never tried yoga before. And after hours at work, uh, my vice principal brought in a yoga instructor, and I signed up, and I fell in love with my very first downward dog. And from that minute, I knew this was something I really wanted to pursue. Oh, that, that's very cool. I mean, you just, you got into it right away. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool right there. So what do you think is the most enjoyable thing about teaching yoga? Um, I think the most enjoyable thing is <clears throat> the union with yourself. Uh, the connection that you make with yourself through movement, through breath, through mind. Um, I think it, encaps it encapsulates all three things, which is what yoga is. You know, it's connecting yourself. It's bringing yourself back to who your true self is. Yeah, I guess you get in touch with your with your inner self and it helps you, I guess, your mental, your physical health. I know that there's plenty of benefits to doing yoga. You know, I as you know, I've tried yoga a couple of times. Um, <laughs> I, I think it really can benefit any, and everybody. So it, it's definitely great. Now, speaking to yourself as a person, what do you think yoga has done for you? It has enabled me to understand myself, understand who I am. It's calmed me. Um, they say an expression that people use in the yoga world, yoga is not a workout, it's a work in. Hmm. So it helps you go deeper beyond even the physical postures. That's the beauty of yoga. With yoga, you do not have to be a quote-unquote flexible person you can be sitting on a mat breathing what or a chair and that can be yoga it doesn't have to be the pretzel twists that we think it might be so for myself it helped me to answer your question originally it helped me discover who i am by working inwards you work through the different layers through the practice you're saying it closely med or it closely is related to meditation in a way, I'd imagine. So how do you think those two kind of correspond with each other? Well, as one of the very um not a founder of yoga, because yoga is a practice that's been around for thousands of years, but within our lifetime or before, uh the thing with yoga is one percent is asana, which means physical postures. 99% is the rest. It's all the mental, uh, mental, emotional work that you do, the mindfulness of it. Uh, the, the whole purpose of yoga is you work out the body and doing these postures, these shapes, if you will, um, in order to help you go deeper and to allow you to get into a deeper connection with yourself, be it meditation. Uh, and meditation doesn't have to be sitting on a mat. It could be you know, going for a walk. So it's being able to make that connection with yourself, that awareness. Now, I think if I'm correct, there's different types of yoga as well. It's not just one sort of thing. So what 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 is it that you teach? I'm 
I'm not exactly sure. Which which type of yoga do you teach? Again? Okay, so basically all yoga, uh, yoga essentially is a series of postures. We have different spins on them. So for myself, I teach Hatha yoga, which is probably a version of some of the original postures. It's it's not anything fancy. It's just doing certain postures. Your downward dog, your triangle. Um, and then you have different types like vinyasa, for example, which is linking those postures at with more of a pace and more of a breath and movement. So it's more of a flow. The other thing I teach, so I do a little bit of vinyasa in my class, but not a lot um, in the transitions, that is. But the other type of yoga that I teach is called yin yoga. And again, it's the basic postures, but this time you're restricted mainly, mainly to doing all the postures on the floor and they're held longer. And you're trying to induce, induce more of a deeper stretch. But there's so many variations. I mean, these days we have puppy yoga, goat yoga. <laughs> Those are more gimmicks, right? But there's different styles. It depends on the lineage and who the teachers are, where the yoga would have stemmed from, right? And when you were getting your, so what was it a license you had to get to become a yoga instructor? What, what, what was that process like for you to become a, a certified yoga instructor? Okay, so I signed up. Uh, I got a certification through the Yoga Sanctuary. Um, the Yoga Sanctuary had some has has some very experienced teachers, um, deep practitioners. I studied under Cynthia Funk, Karusha Robluski. I hope I'm saying her name right, plus various other people. And that process was basically lectures, a lot of physical practice, a lot of self-practice. Um, and it was about a year-long process. And then after that, I did, I furthered my education once I got certified. Um, and they are, sorry, and the Yoga Sanctuary is does have what's called a Yoga Alliance certification. And a Yoga Alliance is a body that makes sure people are teaching to a certain standard. It's more of an American uh, run thing, but people do look for that accreditation. Um, but after I finished my first year in training uh, with yoga, I was certified, but then I took my yin yoga um, certification. I also um, did chair yoga so I can teach adults uh, or people with limited mobility. So a whole variety of thing. I did lots of lectures and and just studying with other people in the yoga world. Oh, very nice, very nice. Now, how do you think yoga could help athletes before, let's say, a big game? And how much do you think that has an impact on their mental and physical health? Okay, well, the nice thing with athletes, um, it doesn't replace, replace training, but it enhances training. Um, being mindful, is basically being aware of the present moment. So with athletes, it can help focus the mind. It can help bring the awareness and the mindfulness to their performance by helping them with concentration, um, increase their self-awareness as they are training or as they are in a game of what's going on without, sometimes in society, we're always so boggled by our own minds this is something that might help you to stay a little more focused and a little more composed. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's important that 
all athletes do it because I feel like it's more of a, of a universal type thing these days. Cause I, I know in the past there's been sort of a typical, a typical stereotype that it's been more so for women who do yoga, but Correct. I mean, it can be done by every, everyone, not just this specific demographic, right? Absolutely. And the benefits I think are incredible, you know, like things such as aiding in muscle recovery, just through breathing. You know, you're going to slow down your breath. You're going to bring more oxygen to your muscles, um, you know, and the goal of recovery is to clear the muscles, right? And you want to get rid of all the waste. Well, the breast does that. Inhalations and exhalations. It's amazing. It's amazing what you can intake and release in that process. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It really just, it puts things into perspective and it slows your life down a little bit I feel like sometimes the hustle and bustle can be a lot I think yoga is a way to escape in a way that every day that everyday life a hundred percent a hundred percent we are very much a outward striving society you must perform you must do this whether you're an athlete or not but the beauty of yoga is you are giving yourself that pause that time to slow down that time to think that time to process, which is very important. Um, if we think of the yin yang symbol, you know, the yang being uh, outward, out there, but the yin is just as equally part of the actual symbol, which is the softness, the surrender, the yielding, the acceptance. Do you think yoga could solve bigger problems in the world? You know, obviously there's a lot of these days, mental health issues, violence, you know, we, we are always hearing stuff on the news all the time about this. Do you think yoga could be a gateway to release all that negative energy and tension in the world? Uh, I believe various aspects of the practices of yoga can help solve, uh, can help with that. Um, by bringing us back to who our true selves are, then you start to have more compassion for yourself. And then you can see compassion for others. And we don't create this duality of us versus them. And we realize that what we see in ourselves is also what we see in others. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's a good point you raise about compassion because these days it feels like not many people are you know are kind and compassionate towards each other, and that's probably the cause of most of the violence that we see Correct. in the world. Correct. So now, final or uh, before my final question, I guess, do you see yoga as a possible a, a different way of healing in medicine? I know they use it, you know, more so maybe in Asia they use yoga and meditation, but in the Western, I guess like where we live in North America, it's not really used as much as say other medicine is. So do you think this could be another form of healing and medicine for people? Um, Again, like with anything, you do have to go to your professionals. However, that said, if you take the practice and if you use it for prevention, like doing simple movements, you know, just on a daily, even just kind of circling your arms and bringing them back to your heart or uh, trying to do some version of a squat as an example, you know, to keep your joints healthy, keep the knees bending, keep the hips supple. I think it can definitely help. And yoga therapy is a big, uh, is a thing. And people do go to yoga for therapy. 
but people have to remember it is a traditional wisdom. And I think in combination with science, in combination with other therapies, it definitely can help people along a path of healing. Now, I, I wanted to mention real quick, going back to that thing where you were saying earlier about goat yoga, you, oh. you, you, you tried that one time, right? So what, Not what was... goats, puppies, puppies. Oh, puppies, that was it, puppies. Okay, I, I was trying to remember, it was puppies that you... Well, what was that experience like? I mean, <laughs> I can tell you right now, there wasn't much yoga going on. There was a <laughs> yoga instructor in the room, but truly, I think it's more of, they're more gimmicks, these things, right? Like mm -hmm. yoga is an internal practice. And here you have these adorable little creatures roaming around. Of course, your attention is going to divert to them. They are, it had a different form of healing. It brings out, I mean, you can bring, you can have one of the toughest humans in the world and all of a sudden give them a puppy and they just melt in your hands, you know? <laughs> but again, it's a gimmick. It's not something that I would per se make my regular practice, but it was just a fun thing to do. But is it part of the traditional practice? Is it part of what the intention is of the practice? I'm going to say not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's more of a fad, something like that, just to get people to... Um... But mind you, I'm sure it's a little bit effective, but obviously not traditional, like you said. So yeah, it's not a tra traditional. And the instructor who was there was fabulous. I mean, he he clearly knew his postures, but you have another element in there. So <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Thank you so much for doing this today. My pleasure. My pleasure. If you would like to reach out to Olga Thomas, and if you would like to take some yoga lessons, feel free to contact the Keeping It Sporty Instagram account, and I can appoint you towards her. Um, I wanted to come on here to say this is our last episode of the year, so I wanted to just say thank you to everyone for listening in 2023. It has been an unbelievable year, and I can't wait to continue in 2024. So we will be off on holidays for the next two weeks, which, which means our next episode will be released on Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. So until then, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and I hope everyone has a great holiday filled with peace, love, and happiness. I've been your host Elias Dracos, so long, and see you next time. <laughs>